Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our newest edition of the Built Different Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week and staying blessed. Guys, today, I really want to talk about this. And it's something that we all need to just come to the realization of. Man, we're in a battle. We all have our daily fights. Let me ask this. Anybody in a battle today? Anybody listening to this? Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. You don't know what to do. Maybe it's with your kids. Your guys' relationship seems to be fading. You're afraid of losing them. You want to do as much as you possibly can, but just really don't know where to go. Maybe it's money-wise. Uh, during these crazy times, you're not sure where to look for income. Maybe it's a job. You've tried and tried again to find somewhere, but no one seems to be hiring. Maybe it's addiction. You can't seem to get away from its stronghold. It's just holding you in its grip. You think it's too tight to bear. Well, let me tell you something. Today, what I want to talk about is this. We can control the controllables, right? We can control our work ethic. We can control our attitude. We can control our passion. Things we can't control, though, are things like our atmosphere, what others are doing around us. And our guest today, Chad Busick, what he's going to be talking a lot about is a championship mindset. So controlling the things that we can actually control, putting on that full armor of God. But also what he dives into is not just the championship mindset of something that will help us persevere, something that will help us push through, but it's also going to be about the Christ-like mindset. And when I think about a Christ-like mindset, I think of somebody who's not striving for perfection, right? God doesn't call us to be perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. But thankfully, because of his grace and his love and his mercy, we have the opportunity to have this relationship and unity with Christ. Christ doesn't call us for perfection, but what he does call us to be is obedient. And when I think about that, when I try to become more obedient, that's truly how I can become more Christ-like. Because what the Bible is, it's not a bunch of verses and a bunch of words that tells me. It's like a rule book. But what it is, it's almost like a guidebook or a playbook for my life. That's some way that we can view it. Because what God wants us to do is be able to realize that, man, everything that he has written down right here, all of these different stories and testimonies in the Bible, they're just a way for us to look at life differently with a different perspective and to say, you know what? Maybe I do need to come to the end of myself. Maybe I do need to rely on someone greater than I am. Maybe I need to reach out and extend my arm as Christ is always extending his to yours and say, you know what? I need that help and I need that extra push and I need that saving grace. I think about a sermon that I just heard recently of a pastor named Kyle Eidelman out of Southeast Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And he really is talking about the story of Paul and Silas in Acts 16. And what he talks about is how they had just been in bondage. So they're in prison, right? They're, they're locked up. They're in chains and shackles. They're stretched. I think of the scene from Braveheart when William Wallace is stretched out there toward the end and he yells, freedom! But Paul and Silas are stretched out. And what do they do? They're in the darkness. They're by themselves but yet they choose a different perspective and they start worshiping the Lord. That's something that blows me away, that even in their most painful 
in the agony of it all, they choose to worship Christ through it. And when I think of somebody who's built different and who has a championship and a Christ-like mindset, that's what I think of. Somebody who's going through the ringer, somebody who feels like their back is pressed up against the wall and they feel like they have nowhere to go. But you know what? God just slowly but still he reminds them that he remembers them. And then they're able to view their failure not as failure but as an opportunity for growth. My guest today is Chad Busick. Chad is the owner of Championship Mindset and works with both corporate and athletic teams. Chad is a master facilitator with Advanced Sports Technology, working with college teams at the D1, D2, D3, and NAIA levels, as well as high school and competitive teams across various sports. In addition, he is a certified trainer for the Power of Positive Leadership Training with the John Gordon Companies. Chad is also the co-host of the Championship Mindset podcast, as well as the author of his new book, the Rock Tumbler. Along with his wife Jennifer of almost 25 years, they have two daughters and are longtime residents of San Diego, California. And we'll get to this interview right after the break. We'll be right back with more after this. Meredith Andrews. Extraordinary Women, a day of worship and encouragement. Coming to Marcus Point in Pensacola, April 17th. I'm Extraordinary Women host Julie Clinton, and I can't wait to see you along with our friends and some of the nation's best speakers, Casey Van Norman, Sheila Walsh, and Megan Clinton. Then praise and worship with Meredith Andrews. Super Early Bird Savings Extended with $49 tickets through March 31st. An incredible worship experience you'll never forget. Get your tickets now at eWomen.net. That's eWomen.net. Extraordinary Women. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. Hey, Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Zach, excited to be here. Looking forward to uh, our time together for sure. Yes, sir. Hey, man, this is just a great opportunity to finally sit down, um, dive in a little bit deeper into all that you're doing to help impact so many people. And what I view is honestly, I mean, it's gold. This knowledge that you're about to share with us, gold nuggets that we can carry on with us, not only as athletes, in my opinion, but just as people in our everyday lives. Um, so Chad, let's dive right in. In the sense of when I think of somebody who's built different, I think of, you know, someone who's resilient, someone who overcomes adversity. But the words that come to mind, you know, in the psychology realm and the counseling realm is mental toughness. And Chad, you've done a lot of research on this topic. You've worked with many teams on this topic and you're passionate about it. Chad, what is mental toughness? What's it even look like? Well, well, first of all, Zach, thanks again for having me. And absolutely, uh, you know, for me. Mental toughness, we, we look at the moment, right? And we think about, mm. well, are we mental tough in that moment or are we not mental tough in the moment? And and really it goes back to this idea that some people have this false belief that when we're in that moment, we're going to rise to the occasion, right? right. And that's like right. when it matters most, we're going to rise to the occasion. And 
I love the quote from the Navy SEALs. They talk about that you don't rise to the occasion, but you sink to your level of preparation. Mm. And for me, that's so powerful. And so really it goes back to this idea of what I call high performance thinking. It's a triangle that we've kind of established. And it's on the top of the triangle is the what. It's the vision of what you want to accomplish in any area of your life. The bottom right-hand corner is is the how. It's the actions and the behaviors that you need to be doing in order to make that vision a reality. And Mm -hmm. then the bottom left-hand side is the why. It's the purpose behind why you want to achieve that vision in the first place. Mm -hmm. And what we find is when we have those three in a line, now we have an opportunity to be mentally tough. And mm. so for me, my vision is a championship mindset, right? It's why yeah. I name my company a championship mindset. Right. The how is the personal affirmation of the actions and the behaviors in which I accomplish that, which really goes back to my why, which is a focus mindset. Uh, and for me, a focus mindset, it's an acronym. It's my life word, if you will. Uh, and it stands for family. First and foremost, I need to be mm. a good husband and a good father. Um, the O is for others, working with the teams and the people that I work with, being others focused. Mm. Uh, the C is for Christ. Uh, Christ yeah. has to be at the center of it. If he's not, I'm going to be my selfish self and not right. you know, who I'm meant to be. Yeah. Uh, the U is for unseen, which comes from 2 Corinthians 4.18, which is that we would focus on not what is seen, but what is unseen, not what mm. the world defines for us. And the S is for self, taking care of myself physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so it's that combination. When we see people that have that working together, now we have an opportunity to be mentally tough. Mm, that's powerful stuff. That really is. I think of, you know, you just said that um, and Inky Johnson says it kind of the exact same way in the sense of when these tough times come, you don't rise to the occasion, but you revert back to your training, like you're saying, or he says you can't expect to be the beast because you already have to be the beast. And that, I mean, that's powerful stuff. That really is. Um, Mr. Chad, you grew up playing sports. You told me not too long ago you're a big soccer guy. I'm a big baseball guy. You spoke into tons of teams at all different levels about the mental toughness piece. And you know athletes and all people, we're looking for one thing. We're looking for an edge, right? How do we get an edge on somebody else? You came up with this golden formula, as I would call it, and what you call the championship mindset you just mentioned. Sir, can you help explain for us what does that even mean um, and how does it help us separate ourselves from the rest of the pack? Yeah, it's a great question and and something that we all look for. Um, and so yeah. really it came from my work with the teams that I've worked with, been fortunate to work with teams at all different levels at, you know, the college level across all different sports. And it really came back to this idea that champions act and behave like champions long before they ever become champions. And it's really this byproduct of all the little things that they do. And so what I really was trying to get at was the DNA, if you will, of a champion, right? And so I kind of settled on this formula and I played around with it a little bit. And I came up with it and and it's kind of like, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to do a little math with me. So hopefully your <laughs> listeners can stay with me here. That's but right. the, the top part of the formula has six areas and it remains constant. Um, and it starts with talent. Um, talent mm-hmm. is really important, but it's not everything. We're going to add same things to it. So it's talent plus. The first thing is hard work. What we do in life, in sports and in our business, in our world, it's going to be hard. We're going to have to have hard work. Yeah. The next thing is attitude. Our attitude is everything. 
Um, and as you mentioned, things are going to be tough. There are going to be obstacles and roadblocks mm. in our way. So we have to add mental toughness to it. Yeah. Right? And then it gets to this next one. The fifth one is teamwork, um, that we don't have to do this alone. We get mm. to do this with other people, people that are on our team, friends, family, teammates, all of those things. Um, and the last one is passion. Um, now, passion, I want to talk just a little bit about because we yeah. have the wrong definition of passion. We tend to think of passion as like you're driving down the freeway and someone cuts you off. Everything's great. And then you go from zero to 60 and you're really <laughs> passionate. Right. Or right. sometimes it's the parents on the sidelines when they're upset with the referees or the other team. They're really passionate. <laughs> it's not really the right definition of passion. Passion is right. your ability to sustain effort over mm. a long period of time. It's why that. athletes still play. It's why Tom Brady's still playing at this, right. at this point, right? The passion that he has for the game. So mm. that's the top part. Um, and then it's divided by one. And the bottom part of it changes based on the sport of the dynamic. So you mentioned baseball, right? Yeah. So baseball would be divided by one. It's one season at a time. It's one game at a time. It's one inning. It's one at bat. It's one practice. It's one pitch. It's yeah. one play. It's everything we do. So it's that championship mindset in mm. everything that we do. Mm. Now, a couple of things that I really like about the formula, other than the fact that I created it, but that's a whole different thing, right, <laughs> is that notice what's not on this formula. Right. Nowhere on this formula does it say anything about the position you play, the number of minutes, the number of innings, at bats, home runs, any of the stats that go on. And that's because we believe that everyone can have a championship mindset, regardless right. of the role they play on their team. And then the second thing is that while we're talking about sports, and it's kind of primarily why I developed the formula, yeah. I believe this formula for success is the same formula for success in all areas of our life. If we yeah. want to be amazing husbands, fathers, wives, spouses, you know, great in our jobs, in all areas of our life, at the end of the day, it's your talent, your hard work, your attitude, your mental toughness, your teamwork, and your passion into everything that you do. Hmm. That's impressive stuff, just noting it all. And I'm thinking, you know, the word that comes to mind when you're going through that whole entire formula is controlling the controllables, right? Like those are all things that we can control. And that's what you're saying. It doesn't matter like the outward experience where it's like the playing time, the minutes, the things that we can't control, but the things that we can, like our attitude, our hard work, our passion, all those different things that drive within, that's the most important piece. And everybody can do that. Because it's within everybody. We just have to sometimes press into it. We sat down on a Zoom call not too long ago. You had the opportunity to share with me um, how you viewed that same formula and gave it a different spin and calling it the Christ-like mindset. Um, so, sir, can you take us back to the verse that you shared with me and put it into perspective for us on what a Christ-like mindset can look for us? Yeah, absolutely. And this is like the next level and the thing that just, it just blows me away how the Lord works so many times. And so I, I create yeah. this formula, I lay it all out. Um, and I started sharing it with some teams. And then not too long after I started sharing it, I was reading through the book of Romans and yeah. came across Romans 12, 10 through 13. And I'll just read it to, you know, the listeners and we'll go through it. So, yeah. and, and how this overlays with this championship mindset, now Christ-like mindset. So it says, be devoted to one another in love, right? Well, that is your talent, okay? Mm -hmm. Honor one another above yourselves is your teamwork, mm -hmm. right? Never be lacking in zeal is your hard work. 
Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord is your passion. Mm-hmm. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction is your attitude. Faithful in prayer is the mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And then it says, share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. That's the entire bottom part of the formula. When I share this in a larger setting, when we talk about a Christ-like or a championship mindset in life, we're talking about one year, one month, one day at a time in work in sport, in social, with believers, non-believers. It's all those interactions. So we share with people whose needs, that's the people that we share with. And the practice hospitality is the settings in which we do that, sports, Mm -hmm. work, social. So I just was blown away as I came across that. And it just so fit into this idea. And the cool thing about it is when I work with teams, everybody gets the championship mindset. What yeah. they don't know is the underlying, sometimes the underlying Christ-like mindset that goes with it. Hmm. It's amazing how God is always working in the midst of different things that we're passionate about. So obviously this is a passion of yours, and then you're able to connect it to God's word directly and how it correlates. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I mean, that's so eye-opening. Um, you mentioned earlier in the interview about how tough times are inevitable. Um, being a faith-based podcast, I think of John 16, when Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. He doesn't say if you do, um, rather when you do. I believe these moments are the moments that can truly make or break us. Uh, you recently wrote a book in which you sent. I loved reading it. Um, it's a great read. It really is for all the listeners. It's called The Rock Tumbler. It discusses how, like rocks in a rock tumbler, the events in our lives can seem to chip away at us and wear us down, leaving behind an empty shell of ourselves. This book is powerful, and how it helps shape one's perspective in viewing our life challenges, not as things we merely survive or get through, but as opportunities to grow, shaping and molding us into the people we are destined to become. Sir, can you speak more into the message of this book and how we can constantly be checking our own perspective on our own lives? Yeah, absolutely. And and admittedly, before I jump too far in that, I, I got to back up a little bit and yeah. explain what a rock tumbler is. Because a lot yes. of people hear this idea of the rock tumbler and they're like, what's that? Some people played with them when they were kids and did that. So a right. rock tumbler is this you know machine that you take rocks, water and grit, and you put it into a cylinder. Mm-hmm. You close up the cylinder, you put it on the machine and it spins. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's this process, but the whole process takes over a month. Um, And when I really kind of, I read about it in a book and and this idea, and it really kind of got me triggered and thinking um, how the world we live in feels like a rock tumbler, doesn't Mm. it? Right. We, I mean, think about 2020 just alone, right? All the things that we experienced in 2020. Um, And the reality is we spend most of our life either heading into in the middle of or coming out of a rock tumbler in yeah. all aspects of our life. And so this idea behind these moments that we spend in the rock tumbler, they can shape us and mold us into what we want and what we can become, mm. or they can tear us down and chew us and spit us out. Right. And right. so the book is a fable, right? It's a made up mm. story about two yeah. rocks that I find on my, on a run one day, um, yeah. Chip and Corey. And we follow them through this process. And there's three parts to the book. There's the ingredients that go into the tumbler. Hmm. There's the process that happens inside. And then there's the results. And throughout that, there are 16 life lessons that we can learn as a metaphor from the rock tumbler in life. And really, it comes down to these kind of ideas is that one, 
there are so many people that are caught up in the past, right? Mm -hmm. But the past doesn't have to define the present. It doesn't determine our future or mm -hmm. what we can become. And I really base the book on these two truths. The first one is that your circumstances, whether those are good or bad, do not define who you are, who you mm. play for, or who you live for. Mm. But who you play for, who you live for, and who you are will be revealed by how you respond to those circumstances. Our response mm. is everything. Mm -hmm. um, and the second truth is that when our identity is rock solid in who we are, there's an endless possibility on what we can become. But mm. when we're focused on what we will become, there's an endless search for who we are. And I look at the mm. world today and I look around the events of 2020, everything that we put value in was stripped away through 2020. Mm. And we see people absolutely struggling because they put their identity in all these other things versus who they are. So mm. that's a little bit about the rock tumbler. Uh, uh, it's it's been a cool adventure writing my first book and seeing it out there live and the mm. feedback's been really amazing so i appreciate that absolutely i mean that is incredible in the sense of when i think of perspective i mean you're right when you're thrown into the fire like i think of a winner i think of somebody who doesn't view failure as a negative thing it's somebody who has the different change of perspective and mindset in the sense of no it's just a learning opportunity to be able to get to where i want to go in life i mean that's awesome. It's a great book. Seriously, for anybody that wants to read it, please go read it. Um, it's a great, and it's an easy read, which I appreciate. <laughs> the topic, There's lots of pictures in there, right? That's it's right. my kind it. of book. Pictures, right. easy read. Um, you know, <laughs> but the cool thing is because it's an easy read, it's got a lot of pictures. I'm hearing from people that have gone back and read the book multiple times already, right? And that's the key. I mean, when you have a book that's a lot longer, it's hard to read it again. I wasn't even planning that, but it's something that's been cool that's come back as people have said, I read it for the second time, the third time. So That's awesome. You know, a topic that comes up in your book that you mentioned shortly is that of grit. Uh, when I think of, you know, the best athletes, when I think of just some of the people that I look up to the most in my life, um, I think of that word, grit. And when I think back to this past Super Bowl, right, with Brady, you mentioned him. That dude has grit. Doesn't matter, you know, what obstacles thrown his way. Doesn't matter who's betting against them, what the odds are. He almost seems unfazed, and it's like he enjoys the pressure. Like he enjoys it so much. And that's what I think blows me away about him. It's like he takes everything he does personally. You know, it's going to be all out all the time. And Chad, my thing is this. What is it that you truly believe separates those that are good from those that are great? Yeah, I it, it to me it goes right back to what we were talking about in that championship mindset right mm -hmm. think about the top part of that formula and all those things how they apply to tom brady does he have talent yes obviously but yeah. when you look at him in the combine and this you know 40 times it's not the talent that's measurable like everybody else tends to think so it's yeah. all that hard work and all of mm -hmm. those you know the attitude and the mental toughness and the teamwork the passion the things we talked about but it goes back even further to that high performance triangle because it's mm -hmm. that value that the purpose behind what he's doing, the actions and the behavior to support it, all of those things. But, you know, I think it's interesting with this idea of grit. Grit, grit's really popular right now. Um, Angela Duckworth's yeah. book, Grit, is amazing. Yes. She's kind of like book. the pioneer on grit. And it's an interesting thing because – Sometimes, and, and I just read a book, uh, Range by David Epstein, um, and it talks about having too much grit, right? So we yeah. have almost kind of like put grit on this pedestal, like it's the end all be all. 
but he kind of talks about that sometimes you can have too much grit, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. um, he talks about how people, you know, there's a lot of life is about starts and stops and incompleteness and things like that. And, and he makes the argument that sometimes it's okay to quit and go down a different path, a different journey. Right. Um, and so, yes, grit is amazing and it separates us, but we mm-hmm. also have to understand that sometimes just grinding it out, pushing through may not be the best option, right? Yeah. So it goes back to mm-hmm. the purpose behind what you're wanting to do. And if if the that alignment of the what you want to accomplish, the how you're going to do it, and the why you want to do it are together, then yes, we're going to find grit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of comes together. Love that because you're right. There can be definitely too much grit. I can think of some people, even like some parents of young athletes who it's like, man, you're pushing too hard in a sense. You're pushing them to levels maybe he doesn't even want to reach, right? He's got something else in mind. It's a great point. Um, and I feel like, all this culmination kind of goes back to how we first met through John Gordon's power of positivity training. Um, and that's something I want to touch on here. And the sec is what is it about the power of positivity that directly correlates into everything you've mentioned, everything we've been talking about. I'm talking about even like not only great individuals and athletes and like men and women, but also great teams, whether that's athletically, whether that's a marriage, a family, um, you know, what do you help, teach um, to players, to teams, to coaches, to all sorts of people when it talks about positivity and what it is to help you live a more meaningful life? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's obviously a question that we all struggle with, right? Yeah. It's just this, the meaning of life, all of these things. And I'll start by saying there's a great book by Joe Ehrman called Inside Out Coaching. And he talks about defining success. And he says that years from now, when you're on your deathbed and you want to know if you had a meaningful or a successful life, you're going to ask yourself two questions and two questions only, right? The Mm -hmm. first question is all about relationships. Who did you love and who loved you, right? That's going to be the measure. The second thing is, did you live for something bigger than yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the two questions. And it, it takes me back. You talk about positivity to a quote from Billy Graham. He, somebody asked him years ago whether he was an optimist or a pessimist, right? Mm, yeah. And his response was, I'm an optimist. I've read the end of the Bible. We mm. win in the end, right? right? I have hope in what the, you know, the promises that are to come. And so mm. that optimism, that positivity, and, and I love how, um, I don't know if you follow Ben Corson, who's the senior pastor at Applegate Christian yeah. Fellowship, and great book that he just wrote uh, last year called Flirting with Darkness. And mm. it's, you know, overcoming and, and dealing with depression. Um, and I love how he says this in his book that he says, our journey isn't a cruise ship, it's a battleship. And mm-hmm. we have people living through life like they're on a cruise ship. And yeah. This is a battleship. And you mentioned John Gordon, and John Gordon's amazing. And, you know, the books that he's written. And, and my favorite John Gordon book is one of his newest books called The Garden. Um, yeah. And it's just so many great things in there. But, you know, he even talks about it. He says that, you know, people live life like they're on a playground and they need to approach it like it's a battleground. Right? right, And it's this idea that there's a constant battle going on. It's the spiritual battle that, you know, that mm. we're living in. And I met with the pastor of our church last week, and I've been working on a message that I want to kind of do 
around the rock tumbler, but more geared yeah. to, you know, whether it's youth groups, um, whether it's, um, you know, small groups or, you know, a, 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 a chapel setting for a college or, you right. know, even a church setting. And it really is around this idea of wanting to live in Romans 8, right? Mm-hmm. Romans 8 is an amazing chapter in the Bible, and it's just so powerful. But the key thing about Romans 8 is to get to Romans 8, you got to go through Romans 7. That's right. right now. And that's where the struggle happens. Right. That's mm-hmm. where we live. This is that battleship. This is that battleground. Right. That. Mm. And I love like verse 15 talks about that. I do not understand what I do yes. for what I want to do. I do not do, not do. But what I hate. I do. That's that sin nature in us, in me, that I struggle with, that we all struggle with. It's a mm. fallen world. It's a sin nature. Mm. Um, but it's in that moment that we find that optimism, that positivity, that belief, right? We find hope. And that leads us into Romans 8. And it was meeting with the pastor last week. And he said, you know, it starts with therefore. He goes, and that's my favorite therefore in the entire (laughs) Bible, right? Because it's therefore, there is now no condemnation Mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life set me free Mm. from the law of sin and death. And then we live into Romans eight and all these amazing things come from it from, you know, that we receive a spirit of sonship that consider our present sufferings, not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed to us that mm. we know that in all things, God works for the good and those who love him. That That's if right. God is with us, who can be against us? Mm. What can separate us? Can the trouble and the hardship and the persecution and all these things? No, we are more mm. than conquerors, right? And nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That is where I want to live. You talk about mm. positivity, optimism, belief. That is where we're meant to live. And it's really going back to what we talked about in the rock tumbler is yeah. living the life that we're called to live. Um, mm. And to me, that's what this is all about. Amen to that. That is so, so true. Those are two of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And that's actually something that we just talked about in one of the recent Bible studies that I was leading in the sense of just like, you know, Paul's saying that sin nature, like, why do I do these things? Right. I want to do something so much different. And it's that piece of, you know, as a believer, Christianity it is a choice. And you're right. There is spiritual warfare. I mean, this is a battleground, the sense where we have to demand it of ourselves. You know what? I'm going to choose Christ today. But then at the same time, even when we fall short, we're not trying to be perfect. We should be striving for obedience. And even when we fall short, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And that is the victory that we find in Jesus. And it is yeah. such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing that, sir. Um, you know, this has been an absolute blast, but as time's coming to a close here, I have one final question for you. Um, you know, after just everything we've talked about, uh, if you could just give us one departing word um, from you to us, all of our listeners, really, on how we can be a guy or a gal who is trying to live a more built different life. Chad, what's your message of hope, encouragement, and motivation to us all? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, Zach, thanks again for having me. This has been a blast and, you know, so much enjoy our conversations. But for me, it all comes back to owning our journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go back to one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 12. One says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off all that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. 
Now, the thing I want to call attention to in that is that we tend to focus more on the, you know, that everything that hinders us, the sin that entangles us. And we like to hold on to the run with perseverance, right? Yeah. But we miss sometimes this idea that the race marked out for us, right? We're all running our own races, right? Mm. It's a different path. It's a different journey. And I'll give you a great story real quick. In the 2016 Summer Olympics, men's 400-meter final on the track, yeah. right? Uh, Wade Van Eekirk is from South Africa, didn't have a great semifinal run, um, and he draws lane eight, right? Mm. Now, I don't know how much you know about track, but lane eight is a terrible lane. They, fa- <laughs> you know, they want all the guys in the four, five, and six, right? right. It's a really hard lane to run in. So mm. he develops his game plan. He starts because it's a one lap around the – track at a stagger right he runs the entire race wins and sets a world record wow he ran the entire race never seen another competitor in the race he was the only one in the race because he Mm. never saw anybody because he started ahead and with the stagger by the time he came around they never caught him right he ran the race he stayed in his lane he mm. broke a record that was held since 1999, one of the mm. longest holding records in the track. Mm. And I finished with this idea. There's a great book that was just written by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Um, we all understand that we have limits onto our abilities. But as he talks about in the book, that the fact that we have a limit has nothing to do with whether we're reaching the ceiling of our capabilities. And in fact, so often people are so focused on the fact that they have a limit that they rarely exert the effort and energy needed to get anywhere close to that limit, right? And so for me, a championship mindset, the true measure of success is to see just how close we can get to realizing the full potential of our God-given potential, right? Mm -hmm. And living into the plan that God has for our lives. That's Mm -hmm. the measure of success. And the beauty of that pursuit is that it's not compared to measured against or tied to the race that anyone else is running. It's your race. It's our race. Um, And so to me, owning that journey, owning the Mm -hmm. path that we're on is really what being built different is all about. That's right. My dad always says, limits begin where vision ends. Keep chasing, keep pursuing, own your journey. Mr. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today for this incredible insight. Man, it's been a blast. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks again, Zach. Yes, sir. Hey, everyone. Just in closing, as Chad was saying, control the controllables in your life, your passion, your attitude, your work ethic. Show up every day ready to compete and then watch how God will always show up and show out in your life. To learn more about Chad Busick, what he's doing with this championship mindset mission, go to www.championshipmindset.org and make sure to listen to his championship mindset podcast found on all platforms as well. Hey guys, stay tuned for our house call segment with my dad, Dr. Tim Clinton, coming up right after this break. We'll be right back with more after this. Meredith Andrews. Been 
Extraordinary Women, a day of worship and encouragement. Coming to Marcus Point in Pensacola, April 17th. I'm Extraordinary Women host Julie Clinton, and I can't wait to see you along with our friends and some of the nation's best speakers, Casey Van Norman, Sheila Walsh, and Megan Clinton. Then praise and worship with Meredith Andrews. Super Early Bird Savings Extended with $49 tickets through March 31st. An incredible worship experience you'll never forget. Get your tickets now at eWomen.net. That's eWomen.net. Extraordinary Women. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. It's time for a house call. This segment features professional counselors in our circle answering one of your questions. Welcome to House Call on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Our question today is, Dr. Clinton, how do you speak passion and motivation into someone who's battling with really a poor negative outlook on life? I think it begins with this. You got to be honest with yourself about what you've been up against. In other words, it's all about your perspective. I remember uh, riding around in a Jeep one afternoon with a guy, an elite athlete, uh, taking some serious blows in his life. And we began talking about what was happening, the challenges he was up against. And he kept saying to me, those are bombs going off. Tim, it's like there's bombs going off in my life all the time. As we talked about it, he began to see it. And as he saw it, he began to think about how he could overcome it. Uh, unfortunately, the bombs kept him on hyper alert, which meant his amygdala and his brain was on you know, red alert constantly, leading to fear and exhaustion. Once again, when he saw it, he learned how to manage it. And the emotion then that was lost or being lost got turned into energy and fight. That's how you get some fight. That's how you get some passion back in you to overcome. For this edition of the Built Different Podcast, House Call, I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Hey everyone, to find out more about my dad, Dr. Tim Clinton, you can go to www.drtimclinton.com. As always, thanks for joining me on this episode. And we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. As we close today, we want to remind you about the upcoming Waymaker World Conference. This world premier Christian counseling event will be held in Orlando, Florida, September 15th through September 18th. Over the last 14 years, the World Conference has sold out with nearly 7,000 counselors, coaches, pastors, chaplains, and more, representing all 50 states and over 40 countries. Early bird registration is open now through March 31st, so register today for extra savings. To find out more, go to worldconference.net. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton.